peace, peace. I am Philip Brownshire, and you are tuned to the episode 27 of Hashtag You Good Man. And so the brother that I have on today is, I met him actually in the beginning of my entrepreneurial journey. Uh, we actually was going to breakfast together, and it was just like, hey, we just sat down, and we just started conversing. And so this happened back in August. We, at the Black Enterprise uh, 2018 Be Modern Man, we both were being uh, honored by Black Enterprise Magazine just for various works that that we're both for doing within a community. Um, you know, I saw him, I saw PK again initially walking around. There was just certain brothers who, like, hey, if I wore suits, I would want to I want to be like that brother. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to dress I would want to dress like him. And so when we sat down and we we started having conversation, and he let me he started to let me know a little bit about him. First, the, the first shocker was I thought he was like in his 30s like me, right? And then, <laughs> and then I ain't going to put your age out there, brother. You know what I mean? But let's just say when you see the memes that say drink your water and stay out of other people's business, clearly that's what he's been doing <laughs> for, for X amount of years. Uh, but also, you know, during this discussion, you know, I just learned about who he was as far as a, a philanthropist. And I'm going to let you get into that. But it was just, you know, I was always amazed just being in that environment with the brothers at Black Enterprise, uh, that Black Enterprise event, and then just hearing personal stories. And one of them was yours that just resonated with me. And then, again, I make, I make jokes about, are you tired? But because I'm seeing you around, I'm seeing you um, doing this philanthropic work, um, just helping brothers out, which is something that we rarely see. Now, I want to say we rarely see because they'll be doing discredit for brothers who are out here. But as far as what's visible, we're not seeing the brothers putting in the work within the community like you are. Um, so I just want to first say thank you. You know, thank you for not only being on a podcast, but again, being an inspiration for me um, as far as somebody that I can look at and say, yo, you just do it, man. You just you just do it. You know, you do what you be true to you. You you help. Um, you show gratitude to people. Um, you help people because in return, it's going to come back tenfold. So I would like to introduce to the people Mr. P.K. Kersey, man. So, I, again, I applaud you for being here. Thank you for coming on with me, and I appreciate the work with, that you do. So I could go into who you are, but I'd rather hear you do that. Who is P.K.? Hey, what's going on? Thank you for sharing your platform. I definitely appreciate it. Um, finally was able to link up and do this, but... Basically, man, I'm just a, a brother from Brooklyn who was uh, raised by two awesome parents who uh, really sh paved the way for me, my brother, and my sister uh, about how we can should be responsible adults. You know, I've been married for 25 years. I'm sorry, 27 years. And um, I have two sons, uh, twin boys. And uh, what I, I worked for the government for over 25 years. And... Um, one thing I learned, I, I was responsible for doing a lot of interviews, and I would see a lot of men come in for interviews, and it really bothered me because they weren't really dressed properly for the interviews. And because of this, they weren't being hired. And, I, you know, I felt bad. You know, I'm from Brooklyn. I see a lot of guys not getting work, and when they don't get work, they turn to criminal activity, unfortunately. Facts. So uh, I said, well, what, what can I do? Instead of saying, oh, that's sad and that's terrible, you know, what can I, what can I do? What little step can I make? I said, well, let me give this guy a suit that, you know, I'm no longer wearing. And when I gave him the suit, I saw that his confidence grew. And not only did his confidence grow, 
But he later on told me that because of that, he was able to get a job because he felt good and now he has something to wear to the interview. So that kind of sparked something in my mind to say, well, I'm quite sure he's not alone in this situation. So me and my brother, he's in banking, Jamel Thompson. Okay. We started a, a organization called That Suits You. And what we do, we collect suits and ties and we give it to men who are coming home from prison. That's how we initially started. But then we said we just don't want to give them suits. We also want to give them information. So we started doing workshops, and now we're in schools. We're in colleges. We go into homeless shelters. We work with the uh, veterans. Any organization, any place we can go where there are men who ha have this need, then that's, the, that's our audience. That's who we look for because we know how stressful it can be for a man when he can't provide for his family. Facts. And we know how that can that can really, you know, really wear him down. He's like, wow. What? And then when he can't get a job or an interview because he doesn't have anything to wear, that's another sense of stress. So this, we found, is the beginning. You provide him with a suit, his confidence grows, he stands up straight, he sits up straight, he's excited, he gets the job, he provides for his family, and then in turn, he does the same thing. Now he's a giver. Now he wants to return. He wants to help. So it not only helps him, it helps his family, but it also helps the community. For sure, for sure. No, it's, again, you know, salute to you, man, because what, you know, what you're talking about is you're talking about building esteem, right? Especially when yeah. we live in it, when we live in a world where, especially within our community as black brothers, it's hard for us to even say what's up to one another when we're walking down the street and cross paths, you know, because it's always right. like, you know, some, some of us view it as, well, what do you want from me? Right. And so to be out here being selfless um, and helping other brothers out that, you know, that speaks volumes. And again, you know, when we do give, you know, it's a part of us just innate that says, you know, we want to pay that forward. Right. So. So, yeah. So that's what's up. Now, I do want to delve back into because you said you worked for the government for 20 plus years. Right. So what was it? Right, correct. So why that switch? You know, we, you know, I know my parents' generation and definitely my parents' generation was if you get that good city job, uh, you get that good city job, you get them good benefits, you stay there until you get that good city pension that come in. So what was it about? So what came up? What was it for you that said, you know what, I'm just and I don't want to assume, but I'm just not being fulfilled by this work anymore and, and making that transition? That's, a, that's a, a, a great question, and it has very – it could go either way with my answer. One of the reasons is because I felt – I feel I'm a creative person, and, you know, I, something comes to my mind, I want to implement it, I want to see it get done. Working for the state, I mean, there was levels before you can do anything, have anything change, before you have a letter change. So there was, it was like a process, and it took a while to see any changes. So that was one thing. Second thing was – I worked for New York State, and for, like, I think it was four years, we didn't get a raise. And, you know, I'm like, you know, bread going up, gas going up, everything going up but my salary. And then yeah. we got a letter from the governor. We got a letter from the governor saying, okay, now, oh, before we got the letter, then we got a furlough. So we didn't get paid. They took money from us. So we didn't get a raise, and they took money from us. And then we got a letter from the governor once they returned the money to us. They got a, we got a letter saying, okay, we're going to give you a raise this year. And the raise is going to be 1%. So I was like, wow, a 1% raise after four or five years of not getting the raise. So I just felt like my income was stifled. Um, I, I felt that I didn't have control, any creativity. I felt, I felt stuck. I 
felt like I was stuck in a rut. So I said, I cannot continue to go this way. It's going to drive me crazy because so much I want to do, but my salary's set. Uh, when I can get off, it's set. Everything seemed like I couldn't control it. So um, I felt really stifled. So that's the second reason. And the third reason, seeing these guys come in and wanting to do something to help them, uh, this seemed like the perfect transition. I'm tired. I don't want to be here. I'm frustrated. And I have this creative idea that I want to implement. Let me take a... Let me take this opportunity. You know, they say if you wait for the perfect time to do something, you, you'll never do it. Um, and I kept, I kept my, in my mind, I said, uh, this is like two years ago, but in my mind I said, well, I'm going to leave this state in December of 2018, which would have been last December. I actually wound up leaving, uh, because of different circumstances, February 2017, so a year and a half before I had planned it. So things may not go the way you planned, but um, don't wait for the perfect opportunity. Don't wait for everything that's lined up. It's perfect now. Now I can do it because that perfect time may not come. So um, take advantage. And life can be short, man. You know, uh, life, you know we, we have it all planned out. Things can change in a second. Things can change in a moment that, that we didn't expect. So I really wanted to just take the bull by the horns and really take control of my destiny. Got you, got you. No, it makes it makes complete sense, man. Because again, you you're never going to be ready for real, for real <laughs> until you actually get out there. And then once you realize, it's like, you know what? I am ready. I do have the skill set necessary to to get to wherever I desire to go, or to at least to put in the effort to get to where I want to go. I know for me personally, I had just got I pretty much just got fired right before I came down in August to the Black Enterprise event. I might have shared that with you. Uh, but it was just right. like I was happy because it was just like I probably would have continued on um, and right. only gave what my passion is uh, about 25 to 30 percent that I've been giving it for the last three years. And it finally took that last push for me to say, you know what? Yeah, it's it's time. Whatever happens, I'm capable of dealing with the highs and the lows that come with this. And that's one thing that's critical that I think sometimes get overlooked with entrepreneurialism is I know we we talk about the highs and the lows, but the highs and the lows can be really high and can be really low, right? <laughs> and so right. you know, there's a reason there's a reason that you know uh, one third of entrepreneurs live with depression and anxiety. Uh, which is higher than the than the national average. And so with you, how did you deal with that transition, especially you being married for, for X amount of years, you know, decades at that point, <laughs> walking in and saying, yeah, babe, uh, I, I, yeah, that's it for me. I'm gone. You know what I mean? So how, right, how was that right, conversation? That definitely is uh, it's, it's a lot to it. I mean, after 20 five years of every two weeks getting the same amount of money. No matter if I was happy with it or not, I knew I was getting it. I mean, whether it wasn't what I expected or wanted, I knew I was getting it. And then going from that to not uh, getting anything at all for some weeks and then plenty other weeks, that is a, a tough situation. But, you know, I just came in and I, I said, listen, uh, honey, this is the situation. Uh, you know how I've been feeling for, uh, for such and such time. And this is what happened today. I will no longer be there starting Monday. And, you know, it was, it was silent for a little while. It was quiet as that begins the process. But then after that process went by uh, over a couple of minutes, a couple of, you know, talking about it, 
then it's, okay, now what are we going to do now? What are we going to do from here? So that's all, you know, you really need to hear, that, that, uh, that, that encouragement to say, listen, I'm going to be here with you. I'm going to support you. I'm going to push you through with you. So that conversation, it wasn't as, t- as tough as I, as I thought it would be, but at the same time, um, for myself going through it, like you said, there's some real highs. I mean, I've been in uh, Gail King's house. She invited me to her house to collect suits. I mean, that's a tremendous high. Yeah. That's a tremendous high. Uh, we're going to be on Steve Harvey's show uh, taping this Thursday. That's a tremendous high. That's wonderful. But then there's also some month, uh, maybe a, a couple of months when uh, you sent out invoices and nothing came in. So you're like, wow, you know, is, is this the right decision? Did I do the right thing? So you got to be able to have that ability to be uh, have to control your emotions or have an, have an outlet. Or have something where you don't allow it to drive you crazy because you really have to be built for this. You know, they say, well, is everybody supposed to be an entrepreneur? I don't know whether that's true or not, but I do know that if you do decide to be, whatever level, whatever venture you go into, you have to have that level of you're not going to get, you're not going to let the highs get you hyped and you're not going to let the lows get you too low because you got to be able to handle both of them. You got to be able to be in control of, of your emotions. Yeah. No, listen, I mean, I couldn't have said it any better. I, I completely agree. Um, you have to recognize and, and what happens with a lot of entrepreneurs. And listen, I'm no different. You know, you talk about you send out them invoices, you don't hear anything. I'll send out 100 emails three straight <laughs> to literally three straight weeks and I don't get anything. And it's just like, well, then you, you don't even respect me enough to say, no, I'm good. So. You know what I mean? And so I look at myself like, dang, they, they, can, they don't even respect me. And so that, that self-doubt creeps in, right? Because so often we attach our, our worth to what it is that we do, right? And so if, right. we, if we see success, we feel amazing, which you should feel amazing. But conversely, when, when we don't see that, that same type of success, we attach ourselves to it. Well, I could, I, you know, I'm not good enough. Um, a lot of shaming of self that we see, uh, especially as entrepreneurs, especially as, especially as, as black brothers. Uh, you know, our model, our role model, I, I can speak for me, I didn't have a role model as far as how to be an entrepreneur. I still don't te- technically have a role model for how to be an entrepreneur. My mom worked for X amount of time till, till she got sick. She eventually got better. But you know, I didn't have my dad wasn't an entrepreneur. He was into some uh, illegal activity. Right. So I'm just trying to do this. All, I'm doing this off the muscle. I'm doing this off the muscle. And I, I don't know if that's just same story, but that could be frustrating as well. You try to watch a thousand Gary V videos and you try to watch all of this content content. And, and sometimes, you know, I know me personally, I'm left with this question of, again, is this for me? And I know you said that for yourself. But that's when it's imperative that we believe in in the purpose more than anything else. You didn't give you didn't hand the suit over to to the first brother and say, oh, I'm going to get a check off this. Right. And so. Right. And, right, and, right. 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 And just like when I get out there and I'm speaking to these young kids, I, I spoke to a seventh grade. They they weren't saying, oh, here's a check attached to this. You know, it was just like, no, you talking to these seventh graders. They're going to boo you. They're going to talk while you're talking. But you out here right. for a reason because we recognize that if we don't do it, it might not get done, right? So, right. Right. you know, that's why it's, it's, it's so critical to just to be mindful to separate self from what it is that you do. 
And, and far so often, far so often we get caught up in, again, that identification. There's a, there's a basketball player, former basketball player, a guy, Larry Sanders. And I talk about him when I go out. And he played for the Milwaukee Bucks. He last played about four years ago with the Cavaliers. And so he signed a $40, $50 million contract. He ended up leaving after like two years of the contract. They thought he was going to get suspended for marijuana. He ended up checking himself in for mental health reasons, depression and anxiety. And so when he came out, you know, people looked at like, what would you do that for? And so I watched the video and he started the video by saying, uh, hi, I'm Larry Sanders. Uh, I'm a father. I'm an artist. I'm a painter. I'm a brother. Uh, and sometimes I play basketball, right? Because, and it was just like, that was so profound for me because, you know, I often get, you know, called that you're the mental health boy. I'm sure you could probably get you the suit ball, right? And so, <laughs> but in order to keep that perspective that's necessary, I'm also Kaylin's dad, Kaylin and Justin's dad. You're also the father of two kids. You're also a husband. You're also all of these other things, right? I'm somebody who's going to go upstairs and watch Netflix after this and enjoy it, <laughs> you know? So it's, right, it's right. important that we remember the other aspects of who we are, especially when we're in businesses, especially if we're, when we're entrepreneurialism, where so much of our time is dedicated to this one idea. So, no, I definitely appreciate, you know, your perspective on that. Uh, so, question, so how, has this so how has this impacted you, you know, mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually, like this whole, this journey of that suit shoot? I mean, it's, I believe that it's, it's really brought some things out of me that I didn't know was actually in me. You know, I, I didn't know how much of a leader I was until I really stepped out and did this because, you know, I'm, I, I believe I was an excellent follower. You said something before me, you give me something to do, I'll definitely follow it and I'll definitely do it. But to actually step out and lead, that really, to me, I didn't think that was really who I was or I really didn't think I had that quality. But being that, you know, I was, like you said, one of a few that I know personally that was doing this in my life and my family that I knew, I had to be a leader. I had to go up to schools and say, I have a program would you be interested in having this program in your school? I have to go up to a homeless shelter and say, I have something that I believe can transform the men in your, in your uh, homeless shelter. I have to be able to go make the calls and do this. And be the, I had to, and I didn't know I had that leadership, those leadership qualities inside of me until I stepped out. I always use the uh, analogy of uh, the movie. You said you're a movie man. I'm quite sure you saw The Matrix. And when, nah, uh, I never saw that, man. I never oh, saw that. Okay. Never. All right, well, well, in the movie The Matrix, uh, Morpheus says to Neo, and he's telling him about The Matrix, he says, he's trying to explain it to him, but then he says, you know what, I can't really explain to you what The Matrix is. I have to show you. When it's sort of like that with being an entrepreneur. People, you can watch the videos like you were saying, you can listen to people's experiences, but it's really, they have to really experience it. Going from working nine to five for 25 years to being an entrepreneur, it kind of brought things out of me that I didn't know that I had in me and things that I, you definitely need to be, uh, to be successful. It's sort of like uh, the example I use a lot is, uh, is you have a lion that's in a zoo and a lion that's in the jungle. Same, it's same lion, two lions, but totally mm. different. The lion in the jungle, he's going to, the lion in the zoo is going to eat no matter if he roar, no matter if he do anything, they're going to feed him. 
the lion in the in the jungle, he has to go out and kill unless he will not eat. So it's a whole totally different mentality that you have to have. And you have to be determined. You have to be listen. I I got I got ten no's today. I got that's not enough. I need twenty no's because within those twenty no's it's gonna be probably two yeses. But I gotta be persistent enough, I have to be confident enough, I have to be determined enough to not let those no's stop me from reaching those yeses that I know are out there. There's yeses that are out there for us, but sometimes we get so many no's that it, we, it stops us from going another mile to get that yes. You got to keep going. You know, when I work for DMV, I, you know, if I, if, I, if I didn't do any extra, you know, I still got paid. You know, I, I used to come home, go to sleep. That was it at the end of the day. Being an entrepreneur is a different mindset. Sometimes I'm up 3 in the morning, 4 in the morning, morning thinking, sending emails, you know, creating something. So it's a totally different mindset that, um, I have to have working for myself than working for the company. No, facts, facts. I, I completely, I completely get it. Um, and I, I like that analogy too. And what it, what it reminds me of is, uh, especially when you say, you know, you get 10 no's, you get 20 no's. Those no's are only temporary, potentially, right? So it's this idea that it was a, a writer who I like, Malcolm Gladwell, and he was talking about how his grandmother how his grandmother or mother would participate in a riot, right? And you think, like, your, your grandmother or mother would participate in a riot. But what he said was, you know, she might not be the first person, but if she sees 10,000 people participating, your, your mom, your grandma might be out there throwing a rock too, right? And so it's the same thing with those first 10 no's. We can't, you know, sometimes we get caught up, we get caught up in our emotions because we're human beings. Um, and we begrudge these these ten people that said no, right? All right, I'm never going to reach out to you again. Sometimes it right, might right, just right. be a, a, you know, we don't know the reason for the no. It could be a no because of funding. It could be a no because uh, they might be all booked up. It could be no's for various reasons. But again, exactly. that right. that means we have to stop ourselves from internalizing the no and to show right. ourselves or show ourselves grace and show. Those no's, Grace, because it could be, again, it could be no. I've gotten ignored <laughs> by one school for so long. And then, you know, about eight months later, I hit them up there. I was like, oh, yeah. And I was, you know, I was like, hey, I should have got with me sooner. It was like, well, Phil, you know what? X, Y, and Z happened. This wasn't why. But instead, I looked at it as, you know what? Hey, maybe I'm not good enough. Right? And so we need to, right, we right. Need to avoid that negative self-talk that comes that comes with being uh, that comes with being a, an entrepreneur. So, so right. with that said, right. and and with the and, and what you do with you know that suits you. It's like yo, you gonna be on Steve Hart. Don't let Steve give you them old brother suits though. If he gives you some suits, he can't, <laughs> nah, he, he got some nice suits. <laughs> I know he changed up. I was looking at. Yeah, yeah. I'm that fat. Let me see if I. <laughs> I don't know if you can see this or not, but this is my prime yeah, suit. I, from, <laughs> I had this. <laughs> You talk about brother suits. Yeah, I had the derby. Yeah, yeah, you know, I had yeah, the little yeah, yeah. ostrich. That Joe was like a, a size forty waist though, <laughs> the big suit. <laughs> so, um, but oh, yeah, bro. you know that's that's dope though. You know what I mean? That's dope because and I was just looking at, you know, all the people that you partner with. We talk about Major League Baseball. We're talking about various news stations in New York. Like you said, you were at Gail King's crib, right? Like who who thinks about Gail yeah. King? Like you know what I mean? Like how major that is. We like 
in our minds, we're like, oh, that's just Oprah homie. But no, nah, Gail Thurl, like in her own right she's a, she's a, and very powerful. Yeah, she's a beast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so so with that said, my, my next question is, given what you're, you're seeing um, in the, the men and the young men who, with whom you've come in contact with, outside of low self-esteem, what other issues are you seeing that's, that's in, negatively impacting the wellness of our of our young brothers? One thing for sure is that trauma. I mean, some of them have seen and have been through so much trauma. Uh, they call it like the yellow tape. They walk through yellow tape almost every other day. Mm. Dead homie, somebody dead in the street. And a lot of times they don't even have a time to process that. Like if they just, it becomes like a norm, a normal situation where they're dealing with grief or they're dealing with uh, some type of trauma in their home and they don't really have an outlet. So how do they display that? They display that by being aggressive to people in the school. They display that also by being quiet into themselves and not sharing, not opening up. So they continue to bottle that, bottle that consistently. You know, I saw uh, this show the other day. They were talking about uh, that he had a, a bottle of water and he asked the class, you know, say, how heavy is this water? They said, ah, oh, that's light. That's nothing. So he asked somebody, one of the students, to come up and hold the water with their fingers. So it's light. So that student was able to hold it for a little while, but after a while it became so heavy that they, they dropped it because, you know, it, you can't do that for too long. Well, that's the same thing with us. And, and with the guys, they, something may have been light or minor at the moment, but if you continue to hold that within, if you continue, continue to bottle that inside yourself, sooner or later something's going to happen, that something's going to snap, something's going to trigger uh, a release from you. So, I mean, I think that's one of the biggest things. They, deal, they see so much trauma, and then a lot of times the, the teachers really don't know how to relate to them, so they, they get labeled as uh, slow, they get labeled as uh, he's a troublemaker, they get labeled as, you know, he's a bad kid. And a lot of these so-called bad kids, slow kids, when we come in and we bring our program into them, these are some of the nicest, one, most wonderful uh, young men. It's just that a lot of times teachers, some of the teachers don't know how to relate to them. And that's unfortunate because now you're putting a label on this young man and he's going to keep hearing that over and over again. And now he, it may become a self-fulfilling prophecy. Now he turns into that. So, I mean, it's, those are the two things that I've seen a lot of. No, facts, facts. And that's why, you know, I'm such a heavy, heavy proponent of therapy, especially for, I think every black male needs therapy because you're already born into a system waste, into a, a, a system where unfortunately you're starting from a deficit, right? You're starting with all this, all this historical emotional uh, baggage and trauma that we've experienced. And so that's just one aspect. That's not even accounting for uh, how we're nurtured and how we're conditioned to deal with it. So it's... <laughs> I'm just trying to read what he said. I, I don't know. He's speaking to that young fella, that young fella talk. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, so, it's so important. It's so critical that, you know, we do, you know, whatever it is, because offering a suit is a form of therapy. Right. Because, again, you give somebody um, uh, you give somebody a suit, it positively impacts their mood, it probably impacts their self-esteem. Then going forward, 
you know, who knows what this might do. This might give them self-confidence to try something out. So granted, it's not your traditional um, in the, you know, in the room, talking for an hour, talking for two hours uh, type of therapeutic intervention, but it's still so meaningful and so impactful to to the emotional wellness of a brother. So, you know, again, I, I keep saying salute because I'm a fan of, especially now, giving brothers the roses while they're here because we never know uh, what's going to happen and how it's going to impact us. Uh, so for you, how do you, so what do you do in your downtime when it's, it's no that suits for you where you just PK? It's just PK. It's not dad. It's not a husband, which is, that might be uh, rare. <laughs> that might be rare. But what do you do to, to maintain your wellness? Do you exercise, read? What types of things? I like to definitely exercise. Uh, gets me focused. I also like the trip, the trip that we took for Black Enterprise. That was an awesome time. I mean, it was beautiful Florida, uh, beautiful gentlemen, able to share, beautiful event, like something like that gives me strength for like months. That was a wonderful trip. I mean, I, was able, I made several, several connections, including yourself, just from gentlemen going up and saying, hey, brother, how you doing? What do you do? So something like that is rewarding to me. I like to exercise. And when you said you like Netflix, I like watching the ID channel. I mean, okay. I like watching the ID channel. The ID channel and Law and Order. If I can have All that. Right, so we we on the same page. Law and Order. Which one? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Which one though? Special Victims or the original? The original aspect. I like them both. I don't okay. like uh, Criminal Intent. I don't like Criminal Intent, but uh, okay. the Special Victims Unit and the original, I could definitely rock with those. And okay. ID channel. I mean, something about the ID channel that I definitely love. So I do that to kind of you know just relax. Um, those are the, the and exercise. That's what, that's what I like to do. Okay, cool, cool. Because, you know, I'm always, again, especially as an entrepreneur, but not just because an entrepreneur, that we got to take care of ourselves holistically if we're going to continue to thrive uh, going forward in our lives. And so, right. you know, with that being said, you know, I know you're an author already. So what's the name of your first book? The uh, name of the book is called Suited for Success. It's 25 uh, Black Gentlemen sharing their story of success of what they had to do to overcome obstacles, to become uh, celebrity hosts, to become a uh, uh, doctor, whatever, lawyer, uh, host, whatever it is that they had to do, how did they navigate that way and what struggles did they have to go through to achieve that? So it's 25 uh, black gentlemen sharing their stories, very powerful, very transparent, and a tremendous blessing. Uh, I, I appreciate everyone who supported it, who, who've... Um, who's read it and who shared it, um, definitely a blessing. Cool, cool. And with that said, you're coming out with a second volume, correct? Right. You know, anytime I feel that we can highlight our brothers, man, I want to do it. So we're coming out with a second volume right now. We're actually gathering uh, input for the 25 gentlemen. You know, we have about 20 gentlemen that have signed up. We're looking for a few more to be a part of it. Uh, another 25 gentlemen that's just that's going to take it to the next level. Um, so we'll have two volumes that we want to get into schools, that we want to get. We take them when we go in homeless shelters. We take them to the job training places. And we want to put these in the hands of as many people, men and women, as possible to show them that, look, success is possible. No matter what your starting point is, no matter where you start from, you can achieve success. And you just have to be have the mindset that I'm not going to let anything stop me. I'm not going to let the words of others stop me. I'm not going to let my beginning stop me. I'm not going to let... 
uh, negative family and friends stop me. I'm not even going to let myself stop me. I'm mm-hmm. going to do everything that I have to do to succeed. And here is a, a map, a guide of how these gentlemen have done it. And, um, yeah, so we're looking for we start in volume two right now. That's what's up. That's what's up. So I know you said you, you have about 20 brothers now, which means you have approximately five slots open. Now, are you, are you handpicking brothers, or is it something who brothers who are interested in being a part of the book uh, uh, suited for success, they, they can hit you up, email you? Yeah, they could definitely hit, hit, us, hit me up, email, um, DM me, email me. We're looking for brothers that have a, a nice brand, a nice following, and that's willing to push the product, is willing to um, put it, once it comes out, to really push it forward so we can get it to the next level. So anybody can submit their application, um, but we're definitely looking for a certain criteria of a gentleman that can really inspire and willing to be out there in front to inspire the next generation. That's what's up. That's what's up. So do they got to wear suits? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Okay. I mean, they, they, some, That's a bonus. I mean, we, we <laughs> Yeah, we will have a photo shoot like we did last year with the gentleman all coming together. 